how to be limitless in real life. 14 mental hacks and techniques. Hey, I'm Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, and this is going to be a narration, a podcastization of an old school article that I did for LimitlessMindset.com. It must have been a whole decade ago that I did this article, and you might be saying, Jonathan, move forward. Why are you Why are you stuck in the past, man? And this particular article, or you can call it a listicle, was very popular. This was one of these articles that initially kind of put Limitless Mindset on the map in this whole uh, life hacking lifestyle sphere of the internet. And I thought it would be great to revisit it because there are a few gems in this one and back in the day I had created actually a very poorly animated version of this. This was long before I ever mastered uh, Adobe Premiere or any of the video editing stuff before I could do what I can do now and I created this really crappy animated version of this that I'm kind of embarrassed of, but I'm thinking I might keep it on the internet just just for laughs, because sometimes it can be good to go and, and just take a quick look at some of the first pieces of content that were created by a uh, creator, thinker person that you might uh, respect or that you might follow, just to see how they've evolved and, and improved over the years. So I'm, I'm still trying to make up my mind whether I'm going to just nuke that piece of animated content that I did or, or whether I should keep it here. Maybe leave me a comment and let me know if you want to see it. And so as per the usual, all the good stuff that I recommend here, all of those little rabbit holes that you may want to delve into are going to be linked in the article, which is in the description of wherever you are watching or listening to me. So do go and check that out. I've got kind of some cool uh, uh, visuals from the movie Limitless in this article. I feature those quite a bit. So let's dive in. In that 2011 movie, Limitless, that we all loved, I think, the main character takes a clear pill, NZT48, which endows superhuman mental abilities, which allow him to become a master communicator, a pickup artist, and a wealthy, powerful businessman virtually overnight. While the movie is fictional, it's certainly possible in real life to become influential, make money, and achieve success faster than you might expect by way of cognitive ability development, mastery of communication skills, and mindset transformation. So that's what we're going to dive into here. But I've got a little bit of a story, a little bit of my own story to share. So when I first saw the movie Limitless, it was over a decade ago. When I first saw that movie, I, believe it or not, was flirting with depression. Yes, I was broke, living on my brother's uncomfortable couch. It was, uh, I prefer to forget that couch. I had just been through a rough breakup of a business partnership, which is an experience not unlike, not somewhat unlike getting divorced. And uh, as a result of cascade of events happening in my life, my dating and social life had gone from rock star to zero, from hero to zero. Um, pretty much overnight. And I was a young guy in my 20s. I had all of my identity wrapped up in that kind of lifestyle. And so my nights and weekends were spent watching TV on that same couch. 
that same couch that I slept on. And I was living in a very lame suburb called Broomfield. If any one of you uh, wants to go into a Google Images search of that, I was miles and miles away from a suitable workout location and I got lazy and I stopped exercising. And I might also admit at the time I I did a little bit too much drinking. There was, there was some drinking involved. I would uh, have kind of a crappy beer typically in the evenings and there were even few times that I would have a beer at lunch there at home in this crappy apartment which had just the kind of effect on my productivity that you would imagine it might. Additionally, I had some legal problems with my driver's license. Not from drinking and driving, but I lost my driver's license due to some irresponsibility on my behalf, some unpaid fines that were from years and years ago and years ago. And then I did the thing where I drove my car while my license was under uh, revocation and I never uh, went to jail, but I had to spend a lot of time going to court and most of my disposable income dealing with the legal system. It was one of those moments, one of those periods, episodes, chapters of life where I just felt stuck. I just felt like I had uh, cinder blocks as shoes, right? It was, yeah, it was not a great time. And it was at that time, around that time, I saw the movie Limitless. And when I saw it, I knew that something approaching a real life equivalent to NZT48 had to exist. And I knew I needed to find it. And flash, flash forward a bit, and I'm going to let you check out some photo galleries of my life from the past 10 years. Yeah, I'm going to give you a peek into what's ensued in my life since that time, and I'll let you judge for yourself whether I found it, whether or not I found my own personal NZT48. And I also include here in this article embedded, I have my video where I tell my entire ridiculous story of living in and getting deported from Colombia. I've had uh, people, guys, almost just totally guys, tell me that this video blog of this story is like the most awesome story ever. So I've, I've got that there if you want to check it out. So by the end of this podcast, what I have to share with you here, you will have the tools to begin a high leverage, meaning fast, uh, process of personal development that is holistic, meaning that you are changing your behaviors and transforming your mindset so that the change is sustainable, along with quantifiable, meaning that your progress is measurable. And in a period of not overnight, but a couple of months to several years, depending upon your learning style, budget, and aptitude for personal development, you could, I contend, you could become surprisingly close to Bradley Cooper's character, Eddie Mora, by focusing on the following areas of your life. First of all, Mastery of communication skills. Second, influence abilities. Improving memory. Cognitive ability development. Mindset transformation. Skill set acquisition. Knowledge acquisition. Dietary improvements. And dressing sharp. Yeah, that one's important. So get ready to hack your reality and become limitless. This is a journey you won't regret taking that first, perhaps intimidating step on. Let's talk about mastery of communication skills. 
It's amazing that while communication skills are undeniably such a huge factor in our success in business, relationships, and life, we spend so little time developing them. And certainly our educational institutions of society don't do anything to help us with that. They teach us uh, algebra and trigonometry. And then in college nowadays, the college kids are learning a bunch of totally useless nonsense. But we get uh, it's seemingly not even an hour of instruction of developing communication skills. Like in the movie, excellent communicators consistently end up in stations of success and power. You can think of Barack Obama, regardless of what you think of him as a politician, you can think of him as an example. In Limitless, the main character's silver tongue is what opens a lot of doors for him. So you want to focus on learning these aspects of communication, body language techniques, usage of creative metaphors, demonstrating listening skills, practicing topic depth escalation, magnanimous conversation stealing, speaking pace and tonality moderation. Hopefully I'm doing a good job at that in this very presentation, applying economics principles to communication along with emotional withdrawals and deposits. And I do have an article on the supply and demand arbitrage method in communication, in your conversations. And a lot of those things that I just itemized there I have articles about them on Limitless Mindset, and I have podcasts about a lot, I think all of those particular things. So here's a technique, because what I'm gonna do here is I'm gonna give a bit of an overview, bit of a philosophy of personal development in these 14 areas, and then a technique, something that you can put to work for you. In this case, it is body language mirroring. And this is a body language technique where you mirror the body language of the person you are interacting with. If they put your hand, if they put their hands on the table, you put your hands on the table. If they rest their elbow on their seat, rest your elbow on your seat. Mirroring should be used with strategic timing, though. Don't mirror them a hundred percent of the time. You want to be you want to mirror them, and to build rapport when they say something that you like, and then you can break that body language mirroring rapport at other points. And you'll notice the subtle effect that this can have on the conversation. Next, influence abilities. Those seeking a limitless lifestyle will also need to develop very sharp influence skills. It's well said that you can get anything you want in the world if you know how to ask. And those, in the, those who know how to ask would pursue and develop themselves with the following skill sets. Neurolinguistic programming, embedded commands, negotiating skills, rapport building, um, hypnosis, and cold reading, and then playing the young and ambitious card. And the technique here is to use people's names frequently. During a conversation, try to use a person's name about every once, every three to five minutes, or as often as you can without it being awkwardly repetitive. And using someone's name immediately engenders rapport. It captures their attention and increases their likelihood of going with what you are suggesting. And then I think I'm going to add to this article because I do need to update it. I'm going to add some of the books that I've read and done review podcasts of that dive a bit deeper into influence 
There was, for example, Don't Split the... Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss, the book about negotiating and so many areas of life that that applies to. I'll make sure to link that and maybe some others up there. Third thing, nootropic smart drugs. Pretty important part of becoming limitless. Like NZT48 in the movie, nootropics will make you a whole lot, will make you smarter, more creative, focused, and productive. And they tend to do it fast. Sometimes it's within 10 minutes of taking them. In the case of something like something like, you know, like nicotine, or sometimes it takes a little bit longer in the case of something like paracetam or some of those nootropic stacks. You need to take them for several days or several weeks for them to really start to make a difference in the brain power that you can bring to bear on this world. The majority of smart drugs are nutraceutical supplements, meaning that they, oh, and I think I need to make some adjustments here. Smart drugs is more specific to things that are pharmaceuticals or synthetic molecules, whereas nootropics is a wider umbrella that is dominated by a number of nutraceuticals. And so these are high quality concentrations of the kinds of vitamins and nutrients that you find in the best of the best organic foods. And two questions that I get a lot from people who are new to biohacking and who haven't yet tried nootropics are these. First of all, they say, which smart drug or nootropic actually work and have science behind them? They're a bit skeptical, which is understanding, buyer beware, right? And then they ask, okay, what should I get started with? And I do like to have a little bit more information about people and their unique needs and challenges and goals. But as a generalization, my answer to those two questions is the same paracetam. And this is the godfather of smart drugs. And I'm not going to describe it too much here because I've got some really good content that's going to give you a huge amount of information about it and really explain this one to you. I'm just going to direct you to that content, which is, of course, linked in this article. The next thing that you might be asking about nootropics is how much do these cost? And actually, one of the very most proven nootropics, that would be paracetam, which I just mentioned, it can be consumed for about 30 cents a day, maybe a little bit more. You know, there's inflation, right? And then there are some higher dosage, very sophisticated nootropic cocktails that cost they can cost upwards of a hundred dollars a month. It can it can be there's actually quite wide spectrum. So it's one of those things where no matter what your budget is, you can probably find a nootropic that you can use on a regular basis that's gonna make you just a little bit more dangerous version of yourself. Which brings us to the next topic of cognitive ability development. And so Cognition is the logical reasoning faculty of the mind. And actually, now that I think about it, I might reword that sentence. Of course, cognition is everything that we do. But we want to, I suppose, have our cognition more concentrated in the logical reasoning faculty of the mind. Because if we're honest with ourselves, not all that our minds do is logical and reasoning. Right? And so this is the domain of mathematics and pattern recognition, problem solving. The most important thing to understand is that your brain, like any other muscle in your body, gets more powerful as you exercise it. Have you ever wondered why you keep repeating the same patterns in life? Well, your brain prefers to process new situations using existing synaptic connections formed, of course, by your past experiences, relationships, trauma, all that stuff. And so you want to 
So if you want to experience new things in life, you need to give your brain practice building new synaptic patterns. And your brain is the most powerful pattern recognition computer in the universe that we are aware of, but a lot of times it doesn't work as good as we want it to, right? And so fortunately, there are ways to sharpen it. First of all, try new things. And this one should be obvious. Make it a goal to venture beyond your comfort zone in big and small ways to experience new things in life. By interrupting its patterns and exposing your brain to new experiences, you make it faster to adapt. And so this is why it's good to have a bit of childish curiosity curiosity, curiosity about new things that you maintain through life. Next, try mind mapping. And I do have a link to this. These are software tools where you create a graphical layout of your thoughts or plans. By creating a graphical layout, like a flow chart, you are forcing your brain into a higher level of focus while making plans for the future. And then of course, it's great because it's a flow chart that you can keep around and you can review it next Force yourself to use the scientific method when dealing with situations where you usually jump to conclusions or just repeat what you did in the past. Next, be a content creator instead of a content consumer. Content consumption certainly isn't bad. The, the content that you're consuming right now is... Uh, exposing how to be limitless in life, right? But for the most part, content consumption is a passive mental activity, whereas content creation is like climbing a mountain in your mind. Content is a generalization for information that people consume either for entertainment or learning purposes. So content creation could be writing a book, creating art, making movies, uh, making, making music, making uh, videos that you upload to somewhere on the internet, doing a podcast, building a website, or starting a blog. And so I would encourage you to ask yourself how much time in the day you spend consuming content. It's probably quite a Bit. You can think of the surfing the internet, watching TV, reading magazines, YouTube, and try to do this. Try to cut that time in half and use a bit of that time creating content instead. And you may be not so interested in creating content because you're always like, because you may be thinking there's already a million YouTube channels and blogs that are out there. I don't know if I have something particularly competitive to contribute to that whole ecosystem of content on the internet. And that's, that's not really the point unless you aspire to be like some kind of influencer, the point is to spend more of your mo more of your time in a creative kind of mode where you're where you're developing. And I do think you will enjoy uh, what you get out of that in life. Uh, you can next thing, you can do some logic puzzles. You can do something like learning a new language. Language acquisition challenges and causes cognitive development on a variety of conscious and also unconscious levels. When you start learning a new language, practice talking to yourself in your mind in that language. You can also do things like you'll watch movies and the characters will be delivering their dialogue in the movies. And on the fly, you can try to translate that dialogue into the language that you are learning. There's, there's a bunch of different ways that language acquisition gets gears turning in your mind that may be kind of rusty at this 
point. And then I also mentioned something I played once upon a time, which was the cash flow board game by Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And this is kind of like entrepreneurial monopoly. It's a board game and your objective in it is to leverage the cash flow from your player's day job into investments that will eventually provide residual income. And you're probably familiar with Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and his uh, cash flow quadrant thing, uh, his cash flow quadrant concept of where you want to move over to the right side of the cash flow quadrant. And this, this game, it gamifies it. It makes it a lot of fun and it gets you kind of thinking in a new way. That, that was a cool game. I wouldn't mind playing that game again. And I do link to it. Uh, I think it's on Amazon. So you can pick it up. Good idea of something to do with, uh, with kids, right? Okay. And then the technique for this, for, for expanding your mind is rather simple. It is to move your mouse to the other side of the computer. So if you are right-handed like me, and you have your mouse on the right side of the computer, you move it over to the left side, and then you force yourself to use your non-dominant hand or vice versa for just an hour a day. And at first it will be really awkward and uncomfortable, but you practice this for just an hour a day or just start with 15 minutes a day. And what it does is it, is it strengthens the bridge, that would be the corpus callosum, between the right and left sides of your brain. And I'm looking at my mouse and I have this nice Logitech mouse specifically for media editing. And this is a right-handed mouse. So I might have to use another, use a neutral hand mouse to practice this one, but do give that one a try. Next, let's talk about improving memory. This is a pretty important part of becoming more limitless in life. In Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich, have you read that one? You should. He lists memory improvement as one of the things that help contribute to a person's success in life. So an individual seeking a limitless memory would want to focus on some of these things. Visually based associations. It's said that association is the basis of memory and memory experts utilize visual association techniques heavily to improve recall abilities. And there's a book, I read it when I was a young dude in high school, and then I read it again recently. It was called The Memory Book. And I'm going to link that. That is an excellent book. It's an old book, but it's just full of really great techniques for memory association, because it is a powerful method for improving your memory. It takes some practice, but it's worth it. And when you get kind of good at it, it's actually a lot of fun. Do check out that book. Next, I'll mention uh, ability to remember names and details about people, which you're going to get better at as you practice the associations. And then spending time playing memory and cognition games. And I'm going to direct you over to a little video course that I created back in the day called the AV Association Technique for Remembering Limitless Names Instantaneously. And this was, oh boy, this was something I created when my animation skills were, uh, were pretty lackluster, but it actually teaches you some techniques that are going to be pretty useful. And I've got that in the Limitless Mindset community area. So you'll have to sign up for that, but I think, I think you'll like it. I think you'll get some use out of that. Next, let's talk about mental energy and creativity. In Limitless, while on NZT48, the character has a surge of mental energy and creativity. And a lot of times people will say things like, maybe you've even caught yourself saying things like this. If I only had a little more mental energy. 
I would be able to accomplish my goals. I could uh, start that business. I could write that book. Or I could uh, take a trip to a place that I've always wanted to go. And since there's no such thing as a limitless mental energy reserve, what we have to do is get more focused and rigorous about the way that we manage our memory reserve. And so I'll start by mentioning sleep cycle management. We rob ourselves of a lot of mental energy because of mismanaging our sleep cycles. One of the biggest ways uh, is by interrupting our REM sleep cycles and the REM rapid eye movement. I'm sure you've heard of it. These cycles occur in 90 minute intervals and our body will naturally wake us up at the end of, I believe it's our third REM cycle. And if, if you hit the snooze button at the end of that sleep cycle, you will probably only sleep for like another 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes. And by that time, you'll wake up in the middle of one of those REM sleep cycles. And this is really not good. What this does is it disturbs our brain as, as, it, as it disturbs our brain in the middle of that sleep cycle while our brain processes our short-term memories from that day into our long-term memory. And this has all sorts of negative effects. It results in low mental energy throughout the day. And I'm sure you've had the experience before of sleeping and then not feeling very sharp during the day. And that has a lot to do with it. And that's why in that great book, Why We Sleep, which I did review, he talks about why you should just throw out your alarm clock and allow your body to naturally wake up at a time that, at the time that your body wants to wake up, as opposed to doing the thing with the alarm and then the snooze button, that really wrecks havoc on the natural sleep cycle. And I think you'll, you you might be a person that needs to wake up at a certain time to go to school or go to work. But I think you'll find that when you start getting more uh, rigorous and disciplined about your sleep habits and maybe going to bed a little bit earlier, I think you'll find that you wake up with no problem whatsoever at the time that you need to wake up. I think that alarm clocks are maybe like one of these things where we know if, uh, for example, if you're taking some drug or supplement, or maybe you're taking like hormones, okay, you can think of like these guys that are taking testosterone, exogenous testosterone, all the time. And if you do that too much, then your body becomes dependent on the natural, on the unnatural exogenous testosterone, and it kind of dials down the production of the natural testosterone. And then, of course, this can result in problems. And I'd contend that the same thing happens with alarm clocks, that if you stop using alarm clocks and you instead do the sleep hacking stuff, and then you set the intention repeatedly of when I need to wake up so I can handle the responsibilities of the day, then you do it naturally without that annoying blaring in the morning, that blaring of the alarm clock in the morning. I really do not miss that. Moving on. So yeah, so for energy, uh, so practice, so I'm just talking about practicing daily mental energy cycle management, peak state management. You'll want to look into some of the podcasts I've done on flow states. And then importantly, proper diet for maximizing mental energy. And we'll talk more about that in just a moment. Moving on to creativity. So the most creative people in the world are that way because they are surrounded by inspiration. They have abundant muses in their lives, right? So if your life consists of commuting to work, (laughs) being at work, commuting home, 
running errands and watching TV in the evenings, then it's no wonder that you lack inspiration and creative energy. So a few ways for more creative energy is to read more and what you could do, uh, reading is important. Reading, especially fiction, engages your mind in a very in a very special kind of way. It stimulates you in a special yet subtle kind of way. Or if you really can't read, you could do uh, audiobooks. Or you could spend some time listening to those podcasts that tell really good stories. And I do recommend reading both fiction and nonfiction. I'll also mention documentaries. If you are like most Americans, you spend, or probably most people in the world at this point, I don't know why we're always talking about Americans, probably most people in the, in the world spend hours every day watching TV. So instead of turning your mind to goo by watching sitcoms or uh, dramas or whatever the latest um, Netflix thing is that came out, I suggest that you be infotained by documentaries. And I'm going to recommend Top Documentary Films. That's a great website with a ton of documentaries. And what I like about that website is they have, there's a bunch of documentaries that you can't find on YouTube. Uh, you venture beyond YouTube and you'll be, yeah, your, your mind will kind of be blown by what is out there. It was not long ago I watched this woo-woo kind of conspiracy documentary and it was about the, the mud flood hypothesis, which is not something that I buy into, but it was this, I think it was five hour documentary on this topic, exploring all these, uh, mythology and religion and astronomy and architecture. And I don't buy the ultimate conclusion that they reached in this five hour film, but oh boy, that get, that film gave me a lot of novelty to wrap my head around and maybe some inspiration for some sort of creative thing that I may do at some point in the future. And that's the kind of thing you can't find on YouTube. You need to venture back out into the wilds of the World Wide Web for that. And of course, speaking of documentaries that I think will stimulate stimulate you, you're gonna wanna check out the Limitless Mindset documentaries. I produced a couple of them uh, about everything ranging from health, science, mindset, to conspiracy. Next. Let's talk about stress management. Stress is inevitability of life, right? So mismanagement or excessive amounts of stress will definitely prevent you from living limitlessly. Stress is defined as the measure of change occurring in your life at any given time. So things like a new job, moving, breaking up with a partner, etc. And so make sure that you are spending time daily on healthy stress management activities. And, or maybe not daily, you need to make some time every day for something that's a stress management measure. But uh, a few of them, working out, eating complete meals, physical contact with other people. Oh boy, this is something, this is one that people really struggle with in modernity. Physical contact with others really does make a difference in stress management and mental health. And this is one of the reasons why I'm a really big fan of Monogamy. If you're monogamous and you got a partner and you do what you got to do to maintain that monogamous relationship, you're going to have an abundance of physical touch. And it really does make a difference. Back in my days as a single dude, I would make it a point to get massages with some regularity. I was a digital nomad, and so I'd be flying in, I'd be visiting new countries and cities where often I wouldn't know anybody and often I wouldn't uh, a week or two or three would go by with really not any physical contact 
with others, uh, with the exception of, I don't know, uh, shaking someone's hand from time to time. That was all I was getting. And so I would get massages. Um, I'd get massages maybe every two weeks, maybe like once a month. And yeah, yeah, that, that one makes a difference. So you want to uh, do some proper relaxation, do mindfulness, meditation. And then, of course, uh, sex is, is a great way to relieve stress. Another reason to um, be in a monogamous relationship. Moving forward, let's talk about enhanced situational awareness. And I got kind of a cool uh, little diagram for that. On... NZT, in the movie, Eddie Mora has a Jason Bourne-esque situational awareness, and he is uh, diffusing and resolving dangerous situations of what's going down around them. And there's some real ways to increase situational awareness. So you could take uh, survival and firearms training courses. I'd love to do that. I've never actually done that, but I'd really love to. If, if if you're in a place where you can do those, go do those because they look awesome. Martial arts training helps with situational awareness. And then things like sensory acuity exercises. And I might add to this the lucid dreaming stuff. The, the lucid dreaming uh, reality testing stuff, that actually makes you more situationally aware over time. And then technique for this one is sensory deprivation exercises. So you can try to turn off one of your senses while doing daily activities. This forces your other senses to sharpen. And so you start with something easy like watching TV with the sound off and reading the body language of the characters. Then you may want to move on to something more challenging, like making a meal while blindfolded. And I'll tell you about one way that I do this every single day, which is that in the evenings before bedtime, I do my damnedest to avoid bright lights. So again, I can get the best sleep possible. And so all of my bathroom business, going to the bathroom, brushing my teeth, all that stuff you need to do in the bathroom, I do it in the dark in the evenings and it does present just a little more of an additional challenge where I can't really see what's going on. And sometimes this results in me um, getting a little squeeze of toothpaste on the floor or something like that. But it's also a great way of, yeah, giving my other senses the opportunity to uh, rise to the challenge of the darkness. Next, let's talk about knowledge acquisition. Limitless individuals have an internalized understanding of information equity and are knowledgeable about a wide spectrum of topics. At the same time, though, they can subtly guide a conversation towards the topics that they have a mastery of. A limitless individual wouldn't waste their time taking irrelevant classes. They would consume information and acquire knowledge in more efficient ways. And I'll tell you about one of my favorite ones, which is to practice task batching in combination with passive information consumption. And I, that's kind of a fancy phrase I came up with. Here's what it means. So you separate your work into two categories. The first is creative, high mental energy consuming tasks. So this would be like blogging, writing, negotiating, sales calls, design work, meetings, strategizing, planning, communicating with other people, etc. The things that take all of your attention. And then the second kind of work is monotonous or repetitive tasks, which require little mental energy. So this might be responding to emails, organizing paperwork, <clears throat> data entry. I think you get the idea. And so those plan B, those type B type tasks 
What you do is you put those at the end of the day when your mental energy is low and batch the most similar monotonous tasks one after another. And while you are doing this, consume information passively. And my top three favorite forms of information consumption passive is probably the same as yours. Listening to audiobooks, you could get hooked up with a membership uh, with audible.com or you could go on a CastBox. The CastBox app that I'm a huge fan of has a bunch of, um, of uh, books that are a little bit older that are the uh, free um, open domain books, the books that are out there in the public domain. And you can just listen to those for free if you don't wanna pay Audible $9 a month or however much it is. Then second is of course podcasts and you can download those for free on uh, Apple iTunes or CastBox FM, which I uh, again recommend very, very highly. That's the best CastBoxing app. I tried all of them and that one beats the pants off all of them. And then thirdly is uh, like documentaries or YouTube videos about things that are a little bit more meaty. So not, not those YouTube shorts or the Instagram reels. Mm, get rid of all that stuff. That's not doing your mind any good. Next, let's talk about skill acquisition. Pretty important to being limitless. In the business world, Knowledge workers who can quickly acquire new skills and abilities, those people will have an advantage. And so what should you do for better skill set acquisition? Teach. It's well said that the best way to learn something is to teach it. While you are learning a new skill, find a friend who you can share with weekly and teach them the same things you're learning. A great way to practice this is to learn the AV association technique for remembering limitless names instantaneously and then teach a friend to do it because it's pretty pretty easy to learn it, pretty easy to teach it. I'd also add with teaching, what you can do is video blogging. Video blogging, you, you, you might not want to be a video blogger. You might not want to put yourself out there on the internet for the whole internet to judge so very harshly. But you, if you're learning something, what you do is you record video blogs. You can do them every day or once a week or a couple times a week. And in your video blogs, you just speak extemporaneously about what you are learning. And that re-articulation of what you're learning is it's going to solidify it in your mind a bit more. And then you can save your video blogs. You can just delete them if you want. Or heck, maybe you do want to start a YouTube channel. You never know. That might turn into something, something interesting for you. Okay. Practice on the computer. For almost every skill imaginable, there are a lot of times free websites and apps and software programs that you can use to practice and hone that new skill set. Next, ready, fire, aim. Not ready, aim, fire. And so this is the opposite of what most people describe as analysis paralysis. When you embark on a new endeavor, you focus on action making progress and resist the temptation to over plan, over analyze and second guess yourself. For skill acquisition, this means that you begin using new skills as soon as possible in the real world before you have completely mastered them. And obviously you need to practice a little bit of discernment with this, uh, it doesn't apply to brain surgery. That's one of those things where you really need to master it before you do it in the real world. But with a lot of things, you can get out there and start practicing your new skill before you, before, before you are remotely competent with it. And you'll have some of that beginner's luck sometimes. And you'll get those positive experiences that will drive you further into the skill set development, and then practice skill leverage. As opposed to becoming a professional student who is always filling their head with new skills, 
learn the skill of leveraging the skills and strengths of others to accomplish your goals. Next, let's talk about diet hacking. And I've got this cool infographic that originally I think came, or flow, it's a spectrum, spectrum chart that I think originally came from Bulletproof that uh, simplifies some of this. So you are what you eat, of course. While the brain accounts for only 2% of the body's weight, it burns 20% of the body's calorie intake and requires a specific requires specific nutrients, micronutrients, macronutrients for optimum performance. Most Americans and people in the Western world, ooh, they really do not eat a limitless diet. And so you want to you're gonna to want to check out, I'll link to a couple articles on supplements and nutrition for enhancing your brain power. I've got a number of articles on that. In fact, I'll probably need to uh, narrow, narrow that down a little bit. And if you are kind of on the standard American diet, I think you'll be very pleased with how you can sharpen your mind by making some adjustments to your diet that might not actually be that hard. Next, let's talk about mindset transformation. I'm sure you've heard stories before of a successful person who had it all and then through radical circumstances lost it all. And then in not that much time, maybe a couple of years, they had made it all back. That's something, isn't it? And the reason why should be obvious. It has to do with their mindset. They got the right kind of mindset. Every book, uh, I think almost every book ever written by a successful person about success talks a lot about mindset. A fair warning though, some self-help books trivialize the mindset message by stating in many more words that positive thinking plus goals equals massive success and wealth. And it's more complicated than that. Any entrepreneur will tell you it takes a lot more than positive thinking to become successful. The mindset conundrum is that to be a winner, you need to have a winner's mindset. But if you haven't experienced massive success yet, it's debatable whether you can really get yourself into a winner's mindset. And there are a couple of ways that we can kind of hack this. First of all, visualization and goal association. This is a powerful method that I could write a book on, and many have, but basically you start by creating some emotionally charged long-term vision goals. And then you break the vision, those big goals, those BHAGs, down into smaller, accomplishable, measurable goals. And then you create visual associations between the emotionally charged vision and those tedious day-to-day -day actionable tasks and to-dos that are going to get you there. Things like, uh, what else is gonna inspire you, inspire mindset transformation? Being able to get rid of negative dialogue, that's gonna help quite a bit. And doing things like meditation and brain training makes a real big difference in being able to wrangle your negative internal dialogue. <laughs> and I do recommend just watching the movie Limitless from time to time. If you like that movie as much as I do, I don't know, watch it once every six months to get re-inspired. And then as a technique, I'll mention mental language reframing. We can drastically improve our mindset by changing the way we talk to ourselves. There are certain things we say in our minds that limit our potential, that can be reframed. For example, I can't afford it. This phrase is a mental limiter. 
Anytime you hear yourself saying in your mind, I can't afford that, you want to reframe it as how can I afford it? Or what do I need to do to afford it? And reframing this negative as a question, we force our minds to work and figure out a way to uh, to afford it. So maybe you can get that uh, brand new boat. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's a way. If so, invite me to your uh, to your boat party. I'd love to. I'd love to attend one. Next, let's talk about dressing sharp. And in Limitless, while on NZT48, the character is frequently shown looking very sharp in a nice suit. So don't underestimate the empowering effect, especially for men, on your mindset and the effect on other people of dressing well. In the book Blink, The Power of Thinking Without Thinking, Malcolm Gladwell documents numerous double-blind case studies of how the way a person dresses drastically affects our perception of them and becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy of how our experiences with them will go. Regardless of how non-judgmental people claim to be, the way we dress when we meet people makes a big difference. People in suits and uniforms will always be figures of authority and command respect. So for gentlemen, wear a suit. Yeah, I know, suits aren't terribly comfortable, but a suit makes a loud, clear statement, which is, I do things important enough in life that I wear a suit. Unless it's a really swanky function, I do not recommend a tie, though. I recommend leaving the top button on the suit undone. This looks very sexy and sharp. And I recommend buying your suits at Express for Men, where they run just a couple hundred bucks. And there was a suit that I bought there a long time ago, and I was amazed the whole time I had it, the number of compliments that I would get after that suit, even if it was years old and had had innumerable drinks spilled on it. I, I still got a lot of compliments on that suit. And then for the ladies, in business settings, dress as stylishly as you can without being a distraction at work. Forever 21 and Express are probably what I'd recommend. I also recommend buying a nice watch. In general, men have more discriminating taste in watches than ladies do, so it's a great way to make yourself stand out. In social situations, I recommend a cocktail dress. There is truly no better way to strike that delicate balance between sexy and classy than a cocktail dress. If it's a more professional business setting, then one of those uh, lady suits is fine, I think. And also, I recommend getting a smaller purse for when you are going out. Women who wear, women who carry big, giant purses when they're out socializing, they, they just look kind of clumsy. And I'll share an anecdote about uh, about dressing because I know a lot of people, a lot of guys feel that it's silly to pay attention to, to pay a lot of attention to the way they dress. And just recently, <clears throat> I was in another town. Me and my wife had done a romantic getaway to this little town. And we were in this restaurant and there was a cat. There was a cat sitting by some people and my wife really loves cats and she can seemingly she can't resist going over and petting random cats and so that's just what she did and then I came over and I kind of smiled at the people and was like hey you know don't mean to 
disturb your, 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 your drinks and dinner together too much. And then one of the guys said, hey man, you got a nice jacket. And I do have a very cool red leather jacket. And that my wife petting the cat and me having the cool jacket and his comment about the jacket, that opened that opened us up to sit down and we chatted with them and made friends. And uh, yeah, it was a great little spontaneous interaction facilitated by the cat and then also the nice jacket that I had. So it's, yeah, it's worth it spending just a little bit extra on a cool piece of fashion that that's that's gonna work for you and make you look good for quite a while. And then the last thing that I mentioned in this article was, again, practicing that AV association technique for remembering people's names. And I've already described that to you. So I'm just going to direct your click on over to my website to get that course. Because it's I'm thinking about producing that again because my animation skills were really not that great, but... I think I'll leave it be for the time being because it's regardless, it's something that you could learn a whole lot from. And I do hope that you will take at least one of the things, one of those techniques that I mentioned in here and go and apply it. And I think that you'll, I think that it will multiply your effectiveness and what you can get out of life and what you can contribute to others. So I would like to know if any of you have been following me since I put this article out. If there's some of you that remember this article from, I think it was over a decade ago, reach out to me. That would be, that would be really cool. That would make my day. I'm Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, looking forward to a continued conversation with you.